0: I want, to take you, um, I want to take you to the book of Psalms, and uh, I want to speak today on the subject uh, of joy. Uh, we've been talking, you know, this few days a little bit about managing our emotions. And as I mentioned, we discussed uh, anger, you know, last Thursday. And it's not going to be uh, the first or the last time that we're going to be talking about that because that is something that we always need to talk about. Um, a few weeks ago, I mentioned to you about the case of someone who, um, this celebrity, you know, that was driving his car in Florida, uh, with a relative, and then he was in a hurry, so he cut somebody off on the street, and then this person got upset, came out of his car, went to his car, said something, then turned around, went back to his car, then this guy... Something in him, you know, he got so angry, came out of his car, went and punched this guy on the face uh, on the street, and that man did not get up. You know, he stayed, he stayed there, so he died. Now, this person is going through a trial uh, in Florida, and um, he's probably going to go to jail, you know, for a few years, all because he wasn't able to manage his emotions, so the way we manage our emotions sometimes, you know, determine the choices that we make. Uh, they determine a lot of things in our lives. And as I was mentioning to you during the prayer, uh, don't think that I don't have any problems. Uh, pastors have a lot of problems, and sometimes they're big problems as well. Uh, in the type of job that I have, it's, it's very easy for somebody to get angry uh, either from a family or um, or between instructors, employees. So something every day, something surprising, you know, happens that I just have to be, Lord, um, help you to see this from your perspective, not my perspective, because my perspective, you know, wouldn't work. So it's very easy in my type of work, you know, at 5 p.m., in the, in, the, in the afternoon or in the evening to come out and feel like you're not doing enough, you know, for people. And uh, I want to speak to you about the word joy and emotion because even though happiness is a choice, joy is the choice that you make to stay joyful based not on the circumstances but based on who God is. And I want to take you to the book of Psalms, chapter 33. Uh, We're going to be reading a few verses. But let me tell you something. When King David wrote this psalm, he wrote it close to a time where he went through a very unique circumstance. You guys remember when he was being persecuted by Saul? There was a time in which uh, David was going from town to town to town to town. Just running away from Paul, I mean, from King Saul. And there was a time where David went to this town and the people recognized David, so they apprehended David, took him to the king because they wanted to give David to Saul so that they, as a town, would be in a very good position with the king, but handing in David. And when David was captured, David started. Uh, he started to behave like something was not good with him. He started to spit, you know, a lot of saliva on on himself and on the walls, and he started doing a lot of a lot of things. If if, if you read the chapter in Samuel, to the point where like when the king saw him of that town, he said, "Why are you guys bringing me this guy? Look at him. He's he's crazy. His something is wrong with him." And David was like, you know, making faces and. <coughs> Speeding, you know, like all over the place. So they let him go. But he got to that point so that he would run away from or escape, you know, death through the king. So he has some good credibility, you know, when he wrote this this uh, scripture or psalm right here. So I want to read from verse 4 and on. David uh, says, uh, For the, the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all he does. The Lord loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of his unfailing love. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made their starry host by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea into jars. He puts the deep into the storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the people of the world revere him. For he spoke and it came to be, he commanded and it stood firm. The Lord falls the plans of the nations, he thwarts the purposes of peoples, but the plans of the Lord stand firm forever, the purposes of his heart through all his generations. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you today, Lord God, for just this time that we have to share from your word. Uh, just like the Apostle Paul said, Lord God, in Philippians, rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say unto you, rejoice. Um, we pray today, Lord God, that we, we will have a very good understanding of, of the word joy, that emotion that we need to have in our lives. We pray, Lord God, that you help us in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, joy. Joy, it's a decision that you make to be joyful not based on the circumstances, not based on the situations, but based on who God is. Happiness, you are happy. You make a decision to be happy because you decide to see the, the good or the better, you know, in all situations. But joy, joy is a decision to believe that no matter what's going on around you, God will help you. God will assist you. A couple of years ago, I was watching a news network. I won't won't say what news network, but uh, I was watching that news network. And there was a journalist interviewing Pastor Joe Austin uh, from Lakewood Church. And in that interview, the journalist was asking Pastor Joe Joe Austin, Pastor, what do you think about the people of the world, the secular world is doing uh, their They're doing a war against the church. Uh, People are, you know, like organizing a war against Christmas. Now they don't want to say happy Christmas. Now they're fighting to say happy holidays. What do you think, what should Christians do in this war that is arising from the secular people to the Christian people? And and I was like, I was watching and I was wondering how he was going to answer that question. And you, if you've ever seen Pastor Joe Austin, you know, the way he speaks and, and the way, you know, he blinks his eyes and, and the way, you know, he, was, he moves his hands. And, and he told this person, well, you know what? I just don't let anything take the joy away from my life. Um, I know that that's happening and people have different opinions, but just the joy of the Lord is my strength and no matter what happens, you know, nothing is going to take the joy away from my life. And the journalist insisted, yes, Pastor, I understand, but people are practically organizing a war. This is a war against Christianity. This is a war against, you know, Jesus himself. I mean, we were going from saying Merry Christmas to now, you know, just saying Happy Holidays. And I think that's that's wrong, right, Pastor? That's very wrong. What do you think? He continued, well, uh, you know, yes, I, I understand people have different views, you know. Some people like saying Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. I don't let that interfere in the joy that the Lord has given me. I am joyful no matter what the situation. And I observed this journalist trying to get the pastor to say something wrong or in anger, you know, about this topic. And he kept saying, you know, the joy of the Lord Uh God is so, he he can actually, whatever your your opinion is about whether happy holidays or Merry Christmas, the, the point is the joy of the Lord in your life. And I just started laughing, and I say, wow, because this journalist, I think, in my opinion, wanted to get the pastor say something, you know, negative about, you know, the topic or, or get somebody fired up, you know, about this word that is going on, according to the journalist. But he kept saying the joy of the Lord, the joy of the Lord. So, you know what? The joy of the Lord is it's an emotion that we constantly have to keep alive in our lives. The, the scripture that we read in the beginning uh, says, the Apostle Paul says, rejoice in the Lord, guys. Uh, not just have joy, but rejoice, like double emphasis. Like have joy no matter what the situation is, no matter what the circumstances, having joy is a decision. Many years ago, January 1st, 1990, I was um, a little kid and I um, in the morning, like at 8 o'clock in the morning, I was in my grandma's house, and somebody came screaming and knocking on the door and, and saying, Pastor Antonio, Pastor Antonio, come out. And and my dad, you know, woke up because we were all celebrated in Happy New Year's, I mean, New Year's Eve in my grandma's house. And uh, my dad came out of the house, and, and the person said, go to the church right now because that church is on fire. So we got all together and we went to a church, you know, to the building. And my dad's church, we had just finished two weeks before celebrating that we had built a new temple, like a new sanctuary for the church. We purchased a drum set. We had new instruments. We had like 11, you know, electric guitars. It was a big deal. So when we show up, you know, at the building, uh, maybe like, two times bigger than this one, that church was really on fire, but not spiritually. It was physical fire, and there were firemen, you know, all over the place, and, and, you know, people are very curious when something is going on, so they were like, like, I don't know, like 100 people outside the building, you know, watching how the building was coming down. And people from the church started finding out about this. So members of the church started showing up. And people started crying, you know, while seeing the building just come down in fire. And uh, I was crying because as a little kid, I have saved for a whole year because my dream was to have an Atari. Atari. If you don't know what an Atari is, uh, well, you can ask me later. But it's pretty much uh, the fun Nintendo, you know, back in the day. And I was outside the building, and what was in my mind was, wow, Lord, my Atari. I mean, Lord, I mean, the the, the building is coming down, but my Atari, I was going to take it to my grandma's house last night. And I didn't, Lord, and, and I started to cry. And in the middle of the fire, you know, I turned around. And my, I see my dad, you know, with his arms crossed, talking to a fireman, you know, and telling jokes, you know, about life and and laughing and and you know sharing a little bit about God and 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 I was like, what is my dad doing? And I remember I I got close to him and and uh, I observed him just laughing and laughing, you know, during the whole situation. The fire lasted, you know, several hours. So later on, you know, I I talked to my dad and he told me, well, you know, if God allow it to happen, then so be it. But I'm not going to lose my joy only because that is happening. So joy, it's a very good emotion that we need to, you know, try to have it every day in every situation. So I want to give you four things rapidly uh, based on the scripture about joy. How can you find joy in your situation, even though right now you may be, very disappointed. You may be very upset. You may be confused. But look at what David says. The point number one is that we find joy by remembering God's voice from the past. And David said, from the, from the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all he does. If you take a look at your life and you look back you're going to see that a lot of negative situations that were intended to harm you, God used a lot of those situations to bring something good out of your life. God brought something good out of the problem, out of the sickness out of the lack of resources, out of the mistakes that you made, out of the wrong choices that you made, somebody knew something new came out of that situation because God used it for the good. And now in the present, when a new situation comes, it's very easy to just turn around, leave the joy aside, and just say, okay, God, there you go again. I knew knew things were not going to work out. And new things, you know, we're going to come down and fall down. Lord, what am I going to do again? The joy of the Lord, we need to remember what God has done in our lives in the past. If God has opened doors, you know, like somebody said um, not too long ago, the dots get connected. At the end, you understand. Even Jesus told his disciples, guys, what you don't understand right now, you will understand that later. But remember uh, what God has done in your life in the past. And the psalm says that uh, for the word of the Lord is right and it is true. He is faithful in all he does. We may not see the faithfulness at the moment, you know, when the situation is happening. But we understand that later that even though somebody may try to harm you or somebody uh, try or or says something negative about you. But in the end... God used it so that you will get something out of it. You will get personal growth. You will get understanding of the wisdom of God. Verse 5 says that the Lord loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of his unfailing love. So King David, he understood. He understood what it meant to be persecuted. He understood what it meant to be not liked by somebody, even though... King David, I I think that he must have been a very likable person, but a very important person hated David. And that was King Saul. But he he writes right there that we must not forget, you know, what the Lord has done in your life. I want to ask you today, what are some of the things that God has done in your life in the past? Have you ever been in an accident and God took you away, you know, from that accident? I remember one time, you know, driving in the 110 uh, with a friend. We're, We're going like 75 miles an hour. And I saw this car that I think was coming like 90 miles, you know, an hour. He passed us by and a few feet, you know, ahead of us, this car started flipping, you know, in the freeway. But it looked like the Fast and the Furious, you know, it looked like the movie. This car flipped so many times. And my friend screamed. My friend, you know, who was here, she screamed, she yelled, you know, because some people, it's hard for them to control their emotions, you know, when something like that happens. I tried to stay calm. I didn't, I didn't you know, I, I just tried to, to stay calm. And, and I saw this car, you know, flipping, you know, in front of us several times, going from left to right, from you know. And we passed the accident, and nothing happened to us. And thank God, you know. Uh, But let's not forget what God has done in your life in the past. If God has helped you, he can do it again. But let's keep the word joy, the joy of the Lord in your life. Like the Apostle Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always. Always. Not only when things are going great or good, but always. And if you have a situation, if you have a request, then bring it to the Lord. And remember giving him thanks. Do you guys remember, some of you, those who have read, you know, the scripture, when Jesus multiplied the food for 20,000 people, you remember the disciples coming to Jesus and saying, Lord, what are we going to do? So Jesus took the fish and the bread. He started praying, and the first thing that Jesus said in his prayer said, Father, I thank you for what you are going to do. When Jesus went to Lazarus' tomb, before performing the miracle, Jesus, he raised his hands and he said, Father, I thank you because all power that you have has also been given to me. And in every prayer that Jesus does, you know, before performing a miracle, you see that he gives thanks to God, you know, for the circumstance and the situation, and he gives it to God. So my question for you is, are you going to let somebody steal your joy? Are you going to let your problems steal your joy? Don't, don't allow that to happen. Point number two that I want to make with you guys is that we find joy by looking for God, God's plan in the present, So I think the question, you know, when something negative is happening in our lives, it's not, Lord, why me again? But, Lord, what do you want to teach me? What do you want to do in my life? Like, remember, the prophet Jeremiah is known in biblical circles for being the prophet that would always cry. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 9, you see Jeremiah crying and feeling depressed because he's not accomplishing Everything that he wanted to accomplish. But then on chapter 33, 3, God tells Jeremiah, Jeremiah, call to me. Speak to me and I will answer you. I will teach you unsearchable things that you do not know. Don't forget God has a plan for you in the present. Whatever the situation is, God has it for you. Verse 10 of chapter 33 David is writing, but the plans of the Lord stand firm forever; the purpose of his heart through all generation. Blessed blessed is the nation whose God is in whose God is the Lord, the people he chose for his inheritance. See how verse 11 says that for the plans of the Lord stand firm. That's what we need to believe that. Whatever is happening in your life, whether you're experiencing, you know, financial problems or, or health challenges or disappointment, you know, at something or somebody, God has a plan for you. God has a plan designed. But what God wants us to do is God doesn't want us to, to lose our joy just because something doesn't go the way we want it to go. The joy of the Lord is believing that God will do something in your life. It, the joy doesn't depend on your situation. It doesn't depend on the circumstances. The joy depends on who God is in your life. A lot of times, you know, we, we don't think that pastors have problems how many, how many of you guys have been watching the news in the last few days about a pastor in Riverside? No? Anyone? Yeah? You have? Okay. So you know what happened. So a pastor of a large church committed suicide. Um, in this church in Riverside. And uh, it has been a very, very difficult situation for people to understand He couldn't, uh, during so many years, he couldn't manage his depression a lot. Uh, Because a lot of times, you know, we don't understand what mental health is. We think that depression is only, oh, you know what, we'll just go to the park or go to the beach and then you'll be happy. And that's not the way it works. If you really have depression, sometimes the issues are bigger than that. So just to let you know, even pastors, we have to remind ourselves ourselves. Man, I need to keep the joy in my life. I need to remember that God has a a plan for me in the present. Things might not be working out, but you know what? God, you've done it in the past. You opened doors in the past. You can do it again. Help me maintain the joy in my life. Point point number three I want to make is we find joy by acknowledging God's watchfulness in our lives. Psalms 33, verse 13 to 5 says, "From heaven the Lord looks down and sees all mankind. From his dwelling place he watches all who live on earth. He who forms the earth oh, the he who forms the hearts of all, who considers everything they do. No king is safe by the size of his army. No warrior escapes by his great strength." The Lord is saying, or King David is saying, you know, in this chapter, God is looking. God is watching. You may think that God is not in your situation. God is not in your circumstance. But that is, that's not the way it is. David knew that he was persecuted. He had a lot of threats. People had abandoned him. He didn't have a lot of resources, but still he writes this psalm, he writes this scripture, and he says... I've got to continue to believe that God has a plan in my situation. God has a plan in my circumstance. I may not know it. I may not see it. I may not understand it. But I know that the the word of the Lord is true. It stands firm forever. And it's not about the resources I have. It's not about the size of the army. It's about the plan that God has for my life that he continues to work in my life. So... Find joy today in God. You may feel today that, you know, maybe God is not watching. That maybe God is not seeing. But you don't know. The scripture says that God is always watching. God is always seeing from heaven. God is seeing what's happening in your life. And he cares. But we have to maintain the joy. Did I tell you a couple of weeks ago that smiling easier than actually getting angry. I don't remember how many muscles now, but in order to smile and, and, and have a face that transmits joy, it takes about 70, over 70 muscles to do that. And for you to get angry, you have to use over 110 muscles in your face to show that you're angry. So when you are angry, remember that it's easier to have a smile and say, you know what? God is here. God is here. God, you will. David said, God is watching my life. God is watching. You know, I, I understand you guys, from, uh, you know, what you guys go through because I'm also a human being. Uh, I do a lot of driving in Los Angeles, and trust me, I've been there. I've been there when people cut you off. And I grab, you know, the, and I'm like, I'm not gonna honk, I'm not gonna honk because honking is for emergencies only, not to let other people that are mad, and and I try to smile, you know, and I said, God, oh my gosh, give me patience. I I remember about three months ago, um, I was driving on the 710 freeway, and. Uh, it was a big traffic. I mean, long, 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 long lines. And this guy was so angry behind me that he tried to cut me off, and he started driving next to me. And literally, he was I remember he was going like this and, and, you know, like saying things, and I couldn't hear. Um, I could have easily opened my window and, and maybe start something there. But you know what? I just kept, you know, looking at the freeway with a little smile, ignoring what he was saying. And I think he did that maybe for like 30 to forty seconds. And eventually he took off really fast and, and nothing happened. But you know what? When somebody provokes you, it, it's very easy to, to turn around and, and, okay, you know, okay, let's, let's do it, man. Let's get on. <laughs> but you know what? If you have the joy of the Lord, that is not going to happen. Because God is watching. Last point I want to share with you guys today is that we find joy by anticipating God's mighty power in you. If you believe that God has a plan in your life, hey, expect it. It is going to happen. The situations sooner or later will change. But do not let anybody or any situation steal the joy that God has given you. The Apostle Paul says, guys, rejoice. Be happy no matter what happened. Rejoice. And if you have a negative situation in your life, bring those petitions. Bring those requests to God with thanksgiving. Giving thanks to God. God, thank you for this situation that I have right now. Yes, I'm a little anxious, but I pray right now before you, giving you thanks. Because you are powerful. Because you are looking, Lord God. And the scripture says... David said saying in verse 18 that, but the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those whose hope is in his unfailing love. You know what I, what I really like about God's love? God's love is not conditional. Human love is conditional. If you do this for me, I'll do that for you. If you treat me like this, then I will treat you like that. If you do give me this, then I won't give you that. But God's love is not like that. God's love says, hey, you might be going through something hard. You might be even doubting me right now, but I'm here. My love is unfailing. Isn't it cool that somebody loves you not based on the mistakes that you make? Not based on the errors, you know, we do, but based on his love, his faithfulness. He continues to love you. You have somebody who loves you unconditionally. So let's pray today, and I want to encourage you guys this week. No matter what happens in your life, remember, let's pray, God, help you to keep the joy in my life. Like that pastor, you know, who they were... They were trying to get him to say something negative and ask him the same question over and over and over again. But he kept saying the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord. Let the joy of God be your strength. And remember, being joyful and being happier, it's easier than being angry. Okay? Father God, uh, we come before you, Lord, right now. And we acknowledge, Lord God, that sometimes... We don't have strength, Lord God, to, to make this choice to be joyful all the time, to be happy all the time. But, Lord, the Apostle Paul said, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. I pray, Lord God, right now for that joy because the Apostle Paul said that you were going to give us peace and peace that transcends all understanding people will not understand Lord God how come even with problems we are able to have joy even with negative situations we are able to have joy but the joy doesn't come Lord God from what i see or just from what i feel joy comes from my understanding that my god is jesus and he can do miracles he can open doors and he has a plan for me i may have a, i may have messed up my my plans I may, I may have messed up my objectives, my goals, but God's plans start firm forever. Whatever is happening in my life, Lord God, you can use it for the good. We pray for joy in the name of Jesus. Amen.